Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the seaport at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Good morning, guys. What up, baby? Max, how you doing there? I'm doing well, thank you. well? Yes. Bags packed, ready to go to H-Town, Houston on Friday. Oh, Jay, how much Bringing that reel to the tournament. How much money do the schools get for the Final Four, like the, the the athletic departments? I'm not sure, but I'm sure it's a it's a it's a it's a pretty good sum. Yeah, no, I was just thinking about the the the, the schools that are you know San Diego State, FAU, like the the money that they bring they they're gonna bring in to the university to the athletic department. I'm sure they like, man, we needed that. We were thirsty. Mm-hmm. You think about San Diego State, San Diego State, the state of California. And you know how the state of California is, Max. They super cheap when it comes to education. <laughs> you talking about super. a state school versus uh, – oh, yeah, right. oh, yeah. God, they need that money so bad. So bad. Yeah, for sure. Jay, how was your contract structure? Did you get bonuses for the <laughs> yeah. Final Four? How did that work? <laughs> I didn't have a contract, Max. It was more of a handshake. I see. It was yeah. a handshake deal. All right, man. You... What? We had a handshake. That's how I committed. I said, I'm committing to your school. Answer. Okay, I just want to make sure you don't put Duke out there, even though we already know what they do. Key, you know what they do. Key, key. your school has history. Let's call no, it. that I, ain't I, a state I, school, Key. A lot of for, people for, think USC for, is state. No, it's first not. of all, for, first of all, let me state this on the record, and let me straighten it out. The University of Southern California had nothing to do at all. With the extra benefits, if you're speaking about the Reggie Bush situation, because that's really the only one that you could think of, OJ Mayo coach was fired. Okay, it was he was <laughs> his coach was fired. <laughs> they addressed it right away. That's like that's so, like that's what happened to eBay. I was watching 60 Minutes last night on eBay. <laughs> are, you, are you guys didn't hear about this whole thing on eBay? It was crazy. This uh, these people online were having like these online reviews, and supposedly. People internally did like a hit job on them. We're sending them like threats and stuff like that. And they tried to sue eBay. And eBay's like, oh, all these people are no longer with us. They're gone. Mm -hmm. So we're no longer liable. Right. Yeah. Just get rid of the problem. Just fire them. We had no idea what was going on. Yeah. It was like a third party with OJ Mayo anyway. It was like a third or fourth party. It wasn't even direct from the university or nothing like that. It had nothing to do with that. Well, now that NIL is here, it's it's not illegal. Right. It's legal. That's what NIL stands for. Not illegal. I'm not talking about. Today, I'm talking about when you guys were playing back in the day. Why are you, mean you guys? Like, I played before you. <laughs> well, because you played basketball, and we all know. <laughs> you, see we all know. you see how I try to be slick? You guys, we, back, we in the the you back, in, back in the day. We all know how the tennis shoe. back in the day before me. We all know how the tennis shoe industry works in basketball. Jay asked Key what the player's parking lot looked like back in the day where he was. <laughs> I just want to go to Key's downtown apartment. <laughs> they had valet. What are you downtown. talking about? I, didn't actually, <laughs> I, actually, I actually didn't live downtown. Uh, um, Jay, downtown was, didn't exist back then. Uh. I lived in the Wilshire Corridor. <laughs> Wilshire Corridor, for people who don't know, it's like when you drive down the Wilshire Corridor, you're like driving down Park Avenue or something with the high totally, rises right? on both sides. Uh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, for sure. And I lived in between, well, I, I was sandwiched in between a professional, just take it this way, a professional football player at his height, an ex-professional football player who was a Hall of Famer, who was one of the top who? Athletes ever. Who? Who? I don't mention his name. Why not? And then <laughs> his girlfriend was a model. 
who lived next door to me. Come on, and Michael was, Jackson kept an Michael apartment Jackson in the Wilshire Carter. In your you building? Know? No, no, I said athlete. Yeah, this yeah. particular wait, here you go. Was check. there another USC well, alum? Check this athlete? out though. Wait, he was a, he was a USC oh, alum. Oh, I think I know. Check, oh, check that's this out. Oh no, check this out, OJ. It all all of it was going down. Oh no. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, oh it was crazy. No. Oh my! How have I never known this? You <laughs> oh, never I don't told know. this story before. I need to hear details. You Listen, don't like we the Karan Butler on the line, we don't like guys. To talk but, about this. But hey, how much money did Karan get from UConn? The crazy thing, Jay, is everyone in his story played on his seven on seventeen. That's what <laughs> was wild. Hey, hey I was with seven on seven this weekend. Key, you think Karan got six or seven? Let's figures. ask him. What do you think he got? I don't know. UConn, they really wasn't paying that much. Time NBA All Star. Like your book, too, Karan. What's going Tough on, Karan? Hey, what's going on, family? How y'all doing? What's up, Karan? How much did you get from UConn, man? <laughs> you don't do that to me. Uh, <laughs> well, I know, I, I know Kevin Ali coming all the way from hey, the West Coast. He got a lot. out of this, man. Listen, that wasn't in his book. got a lot. It was not in Karan Butler's book, 2011 NBA champion, Karan Butler. So how do you feel about, about UConn making the Final Four? I'm excited again. You know, me, Ray, Rip, all of us, we uh, were able to wear our colors proudly. You know, we're back. We're rolling. Uh, we got some momentum behind us, and uh, hopefully we can finish the job. Karan, mm. uh, let me transition to some NBA talk real quick because obviously I, I'm very intrigued by your opinion on this. So there have been these timelines that have occurred with Kyrie Irving and the Dallas Mavericks. And obviously the record isn't that great since Kyrie's been parachuted in over the last 15 games. Lucas said he's having the worst time playing basketball. He's felt in a long time. Um, you know, and people are pointing their finger at Kyrie Irving as being the issue. What do you see the issue being with the Dallas Mavericks? Well, you know, I haven't had a chance to watch them, you know, uh, thoroughly play with the addition of Kyrie Irving. What I have seen is that, uh, you know, with any new addition, just like the ones that we're dealing with uh, that's been added to our ball club, you know, it takes time. And you have to, you know, relearn. You have to win in a different way, and that's part of the process. But what I would say about Kyrie is that, you know, you can't ever use him as the immediate scapegoat. You know, he was brought there to amplify that, that, that organization and, you know, fill in some plugs where they lost – you know, Brunson last year, and now they needed another playmaker and a guy that can, you know, apply advantages, you know, night in and night out or have the advantages night in and night out and just give that adrenaline shot that they definitely needed. So uh, you just got to give it time and see what happens. Are they going to make the playoffs, though? Are they going to make the playoffs and get things in this last couple weeks left turned around, or are they going to miss it? Listen, I'm, I'm focused on the Miami Heat. Uh, us making the playoffs and making a strong push, you know, but, you know, having that connection with Dallas, you know, I wish Mark Cuban and, you know, Nico Harris and those guys the best. And I know that they're going to, you know, put their best foot forward. But, you know, Charlotte is one of my teams. And just seeing them lose uh, those two games against Charlotte was just uh, something glaring that I was watching from, you know, my vantage point. So, Karan Butler, who is uh, you are an assistant coach with the Heat and – your team, UConn, your alma mater, is playing uh, Miami. So how do you like your chance? How are you going to even deal with all that down there? Yeah, you know what? It's a lot of energy because, you know, Jim has 
you know, Coach Jim Larryanga had uh, invited us to uh, a couple of the practices, and um, we was able to see some of the guys. So I had like I was pulling for them, you know, not knowing that the matchups would, you know, just eventually happen where we'll be facing them. So obviously, you know, rolling UConn or nothing, but. You know, I, I am excited and happy for, you know, both programs, you know, and this is what it's all about, you know, the unexpected meeting um, in these environments and, you know, letting the chips fall where they may. Karan, not sure if you got a chance to see the Creighton-San Diego State game, but there was a call made at the end of the game in which we got back and forth about whether it was a foul or not. Did you happen to see the game? I did not see the game. I was working on the scout, uh, getting prepared for Toronto. We're actually about to head up. But um, I've been seeing a trend um, on the social media and everything, and it seems like a, a wild call, and they didn't allow the players to dictate the game. Karan Butler, ladies and gentlemen, 2011 NBA champion, two-time All-Star. What was the title of your book, uh, Tough Juice? Tough Juice, my journey from the streets to the NBA. And um, I just released a children's book called Shot Clock last September. Mm. The bestseller as well. So, you know, still getting a chance to write and uh, be creative as well as just, you know, pouring into these young brothers and trying to help them in their process. Yo, CB, like the you got that, CB, you got that head coaching voice on you right now. I see where you're going, brother. Mm-hmm. Keep doing your thing, man. Yeah, man. I'm, no, I'm locked yeah, in, for sure. I can I'm tell. I can tell. Come on. I can tell. Yeah, for sure. Keep doing your thing. Give me that Give me that, uh, name of the children's book again so I could write this down real quick. Shot Clock. Shot Clock. Okay. I just want to make sure I get it for my, my babies. Karan, great talking to you. Appreciate you. And, and the last you. thing, I just want uh-huh. one last thing, though, before I let you go. I know you got to get to Toronto. How much did they give you, man? I just really want to know. Because we know what Jay got. No, we don't know what Jay got. He refuses to disclose the particulars. They, told, they gave me a platform to go at, you know, a whole bunch of dudes that I knew I was better than. And they just gave me a platform to be on national television in Bristol and just, you know, go to work on these dudes. And that's exactly what I did. Preach. Ron okay. Butler, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, smooth. These guys, about these guys never want to tell us what they got. Talk never. He's giving you the number. <laughs> Buck 80 cash in a, in, in a bag. Come on, man. Assistant coach uh, brought it on Karan. the plane, right? <laughs> Good luck, brother. I know nobody wants to see y'all in the playoffs, man. Y'all them boys down there. Nobody wants to see y'all. As I, as I always tell Kevin Ali, they paid you a lot to come from California to K-O. Connecticut. You got a lot of leave, schools you passed over. Leave K-O I remember, alone. I remember, remember when Minnesota was getting all the athletes and from all over. Like really, Minnesota? Everyone's going to Minnesota for something. Yeah, why Tua is everyone going to Minnesota? Alabama again? Huh? Tua over here, Alabama here. Yeah. Uh, huh. <laughs> no, Alabama's a great football program. Factory. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, sometimes I see stuff on social media, and it makes me smack my forehead. You know, a lot of times it's like something like, would you rather, and there's all these very, win $10 million and have to eat a snail, but also do, or, and I'm like, oh, come on, man, stop. There's too many details. It's not even interesting. But this one takes the cake. A man steals $100 from a grocery store, right? Takes it out the register. Mm-hmm. $100 bill. Yeah. He buys $70 worth of goods from the store yeah. and gets $30 back in change. Yep. How much money did the store lose? It's not a difficult question. $100. Right. $100. Yeah. $100. They lost $100. Right. 70 in goods and 30 in cash. No, Jay. Jay, don't pretend like you said it was 100 the whole time. I you didn't came say in- it was 100 the whole time, but Max talked to me earlier in the show, so it's 100 Yeah. Uh, he got it. He made a strong he argument for 170 Jay. Huh? Didn't you say 170 originally? I thought it was 170 because I, I thought I had the value of online, the product, the value of the product itself, so I counted the value of the product. In conjunction with the hundred dollars, Jay thought it was a hundred. Then he read two or three things on social media and talked. Got, to, no, got I thought talked it was out of it. But look, here's the bottom line: if you uh, if you take a hundred out of the register and then eventually it gets put back, right? So someone walks in and out of the store. Forget about all that. Before the person walks in and out of the store, there's a hundred dollars in the register and seventy dollars of product on the shelf, right? And thirty dollars in the register, right? They come in, they take a hundred out, they put it back in. So the hundred stays in the store. And $70 of product and $30 of change walks out the store. Yeah, so when you, when at, the end of the, at the end of the night, yeah, they lost when, you were, when, you're doing, um, when you're doing all the, the, the um, <coughs> you're checking and all that sort of stuff, you're going to notice that there's $70 gone off the shelves in this 30 out of your register. So you're going to account for 100 bucks being gone. 100%. Unle- yeah. Unless someone wants to make the argument. Oh, God, and I have Max not heard, but this. if they want to say, well, the 70 they lose in goods, actually, they play, they, that's retail. They paid wholesale 35 for it. And there's no guarantee they would move that. And even if they did, you have to count in the shelf time that it's on the shelf. They could have had something. But that's not what this question's really asking. No. The inventory, right. the inventory, when you do your inventory and stuff like that, you'll notice, hey, I lost 70 bucks here and I lost 30 in the register. Mm. Oh, we're down 100. Jay, you have not pulled enough scams like this when you were a kid to understand this properly. You and Key are very slick. What? How dare you? Um, I've I've, I've done something similar. (laughs) Anyone want to weigh in on this who thinks it's not $100? Max, have you ever, as a kid, though, you know, back in the day, and even still today, depending, eh, no, because we probably don't go to those type of places as much anymore, but like a Denny's or some of these restaurants, Back in the day, you know, people would pay, but they would leave the money on the table. The tip would always be on the table at the end of the table. So as you walk out, you might just happen to... People still do that know. today. There are yeah, so but many but amendments the in the Constitution. Not really oh, yeah, they do. as much. Yeah, not really the, as much. One, two, three, yeah, four. Maybe not as much. Yeah, I guess. Not as much. You know what I'm talking about, Max. The nice little $30 <laughs> is right there. You might just accidentally, you know, walk it out. You and your homies. Accidentally. Yeah. Do you guys want the refs to to, to make the right call? Or do you want them to – is the right call based on what's already been established? Do you want them to make the consistent call, even if that's the wrong call, to decide a game? That's what happened. Creighton, San Diego State. There was a foul at the end of the game. Refs called it. People are mad. Like Jay Will. Like Seth Greenberg. It is interesting that the college – 
ball guys who have real experience playing college and coaching college ball at the highest level think, no, that's a BS call because the refs have already established that they're going to let them play rough. Whereas Key and me and others who just observe the game are going, come on, man, it's a blatant foul in front of everybody. you got to call it. 888-SAY-ESPN, Steve in Chicago. Um, San Diego State deserved to win this game. Um, I really think that it was experience that won it for them. Uh, Creighton's all freshmen, sophomores, juniors. Uh, they just missed too many shots, gave up way too many offensive rebounds. And really, San Diego State went after the loose balls and got all the loose balls. But uh, watch out for next year, next two years. Graydon's all sophomores, freshmen, and junior. And uh, that's all I have to say. I like that. No excuses, Jay. Right? It doesn't come down to just one play. Yeah, but I, well, I mean, actually it's like, but like play. I, when people were like, well, San Diego, San Diego State won the game. I'm not arguing that. But it was like, oh, one team deserves to win the game more than the other. Like, all right, so Creighton out-rebounded San Diego State. Like, you know, like Creighton shot better from the field than San Diego State. Like, I, I don't understand when people say, well, this team is more deserving. Like, that's not the argument to me at all. And yeah, the, ref, the, if the refs were more consistent, but they I, – I just – in that situation, the way I look at it, as I was trying to explain to Seth Greenberg – Everybody, you're right there in the fishbowl at that point. So everybody's looking at you. So even the referee can see it clearer now and clean, opposed to in the flow of a game where you're going up and down the court, Jay. He may not call it that way in the first half. He may not call it that way uh, the most of the second half. But when it's right there and it's glaring and it's in front of you. But, but Key, I guess the the, the point, and I, I hear what you're saying about us being right there, but I'll give you an example. Miami versus Texas. How many free throws were shot in that game? 42. And there were 17 in this game. And there were 17 in this game. So right off the bat, that should go to show you guys how the refs have been letting them play physicality But I think it's a, a combination of something that Key just said and something else. Number one, it's in a fishbowl, as, as you say, Key. Everyone's looking. It's like at the end of an NFL game. There are certain things you know you can get away with, certain things you know they're probably going to call. But, so, and, and, and it was a clear foul. But, Jay, on top of that, as the guy who called in who refs college high school games, he didn't have defensive position. It's too much adding up. Guys buy him, he's behind him, and he pushes him with the game. It's too much. It, there's too many things going on at once for the refs to swallow the whistle right there. Okay. To me. That's fine. Ed in Wisconsin may feel differently. Or not. Ed. <laughs> Wisconsin. Can you hear me? We got you. Can you hear me? Yes, okay, sir. Okay, cool. Hey, good morning to you guys. Hey, first of all, I want to say just two things. For one, hey, I'm from my well, I'm not from. I live in Racine, and it was funny. Karan came on this morning, and I just wanted to give him a shout out just because the things that he does in our community, yeah. along you know, financing Juneteenth, just everything that he does, you know, uh, putting basketball courts on for the youngsters, putting basketball clinics. But with this call, here it is. And Jay, being an offensive player, and he played defense also. Jay, you know, once you got once that man got past him, that's what happened. Once he got past yeah. him and dude tried to recover, he couldn't. And when he jumped up, you gotta make the call. And I understand that they did not make a lot of calls during that game, but that particular call, any coach is gonna tell you, once you get past your man, he had him on his back hip, it was over. And he had to foul him. It was it wasn't a hard foul, but 
in the open court, you got to call it no matter what. I don't care if they call two fouls the whole game, you got to call that call. All right. I hear you. Luther in New York, you're on KJM. What you got, Luther? Hello? Man, people's first steps. I don't know. Go ahead, Luther. <laughs> oh, okay. We got yeah, you. First of all, uh, I agree with Seth Greenberg, man. Seth Greenberg was right. His assessment, J2. Uh, secondly, I'm going to talk about uh, AD. I feel like AD got to stop playing soft, man. When a, when uh, LeBron is in the game, he, he plays like LeBron is his father. He, he comes back. He comes back to the lineup. You know, oh, I, I can't. I can't play the way with the same way I play. So I got to play. I got to play down to down to uh, you know the average player level. And secondly, uh, Max, uh, you should talk about boxing more, man. I know you saw that fight. Watch that fight this weekend. Yeah, man. Day, David Benavides beat up uh, Caleb Plant. Man. It was a real good fight. After the six, man, that, that was that was that was a, a great fight. That's all I want to say. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. All right, peace. Appreciate you, Luther. Yeah, it's funny. What about the fight, Max? Well, first of all, about the Lakers. People will smuggle in a Lakers call under the guise of a college call because Lakers fans got Lakers got fans everywhere, New York, coast to coast. This is, Luther's from New York. He's thinking about the Lakers. Big Luther, little Luther. Which one? <laughs> so, which one was better? <clears throat> yeah, Big Luther, man. So, the fight, David Benavides, super middleweight, who a lot of people think Canelo's been ducking for years. I don't think that. I think Canelo likes to fight for belts, and Benavides is sometimes had a problem being in the, his best shape, but he's undefeated. He's very, very good. He fights Caleb Plant, whose only loss was to Canelo in a good fight, but Canelo stopped him. And, Plant, and, and it went as everyone thought it would. Caleb Plant boxed very well early, and Benavides' steady pressure and precision punching basically broke him down, and he beat him up late in the fight and won a unanimous decision. Plant did well just to make the distance. But Plant is a good fighter. He boxes. There are three ranges in boxing, short range, mid-range, and long range. He's real good mid and long range. He's not a very good fighter in close. And if he were, he'd be a great fighter, right? But mm. because he's not, he, he, I think he could be better than he realizes. He immediately ties his guy up. He doesn't think of himself as a power-punching strong guy, so he likes to box at a distance. But if he got to be a better inside fighter, maybe he could be a great one. David Benavidez is better than very good. And Canelo at this point should give him the opportunity to prove that he's great. Like, Why do you people think he want won't? To, do you think he will? I think, I think he will. I think Canelo wants the public mandates. Yo, dude. Fight that guy, which they did with Triple G. Mm-hmm. Canelo will step up, but he hasn't fought Benavides yet. I think that fight's coming before too, too long. Mm. And by the way, Canelo will be the favorite in that fight. But Benavides is the real deal. All right. Do you want the refs to make the right call, even if they decide the game? KJM. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn. Jay Will and Max. Was it a foul? Yes, but you swallow your whistle. I don't like when refs take end-of-game scenarios and make it about the call. A foul was redefined when that game started. All right, so if you redefine a foul in the last play of the game, no, you can't make that call. Want the refs to make the right call? Is it the right call if it's inconsistent with what they've been calling in the game? Is there an absolute with refereeing? Key, what was the worst call at the end of, let's say, like a Super Bowl that you can remember? Or a playoff? You mean like like between this San Diego State call and the Super Bowl with Juju? Sure. You, yeah, sure. Which one was worse? I, I probably would say the Super Bowl. Okay. Because it was a Super Bowl one. And Juju probably wasn't going to get to the football. Um, at least this particular one, they could have missed the free throws. This put Kansas City in a much better situation to win the game. Um, yeah, I, w- I would say it's a Super Bowl. I, would I say agree Juju's. because it didn't affect the play. Yeah. They called something that was ticky-tack precisely because it didn't well, it affect the play. Really, it was out in the open. He he grabbed and pulled. That part is true. That happened. But now this play is that if you add to it an effect on the play, right? Like Because you could see it affected things. That little shove at the end, that little extra uh at the end, and then he falls in that direction. And Jay claims that he's selling it. Maybe he is, right? Maybe he is. Well, he, even once, if he once, is, you, once you get sold it bumped. to me. Once you get bumped and your momentum is already going that way, you might as well just go right. ahead and, and right. go the whole way. I mean, that's how you get. That's how you get it. What do you have to right? lose? That's I've I've done that in football when guys grabbed me and my momentum, and I just went ahead and just threw the ball and flopped and did an extra fifteen yards tacked on. Might as well do it. Phil, you are on. Where's Phil from? Wherever you're from, parts unknown. You're on KJM ESPN Radio from Mississippi. Mississippi, there. What's up, Phil from Mississippi? Hey, Key. Uh, What's up, baby? Jay, Mac. I, I love the show. Watch it every day, even if I have to DVR and watch it. There you go. Uh, anyway, you know, when it comes to these fouls, you know, especially the Super Bowl or last night, does anybody, I don't know any contracts for the rest, do you think anybody's uh, gambling? Do you think anybody's, uh, you know, kind of faking these calls? I, I mean, I'm sure it. people are. I mean, like, the question is, in the, <laughs> the history, first of all. I think he's talking about the refs. Yeah, but first of all, in the history of college basketball, in the history of, of course. But in this, for this play, 
guys, it was I don't know how you swallow your whistle there. I don't, I, to me, that would be more scandalous, right? He, he, he was behind. The best point to me, Key, because it's an adding up. You're right. It's in a fishbowl, all eyes on, you know, the whole thing. It was a foul. But on top of that, he wasn't in defensive position. He was behind him when he did it, right? Like, it all, it was too much. There were one too many things going on there to swallow your whistle to So me. I guess it would be the perfect plan, the perfect call, the perfect situation. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, right. Hey, right? It's like, hey, the guy's behind him. Okay, he's not in great defensive position. <sighs> Finally, we get to make the call. Yeah, and by the way, make the call instead of swallow the whistle. It'd be easier to believe if they if they swallowed the whistle, right? That yeah. if they make the call on a, a blatantly. All right, Erica in Maryland, you're on KJM. Erica, hello, hello, Erica. Hey, hey, how are you guys? Good. How, how are doing? you? Good. Um, I just wanted to say that had this been a three point shot. You're allowed to fo- if if you can't follow through, or you can't land correct. That would have been called in a foul. The same thing to me should happen. His left hand pushed him to the side, and if you look at Tremel's follow through, he could not do it based on the momentum pushing him there. I agree. That affected his shot. I agree, and also even selling it, key. You're in the air. You really can't do much to push against once you're shoved off your physics say you're gonna go in that direction how much can you really do about that uh, mike in memphis not everyone feels as like i think so far key the most compelling argument to me is if you've been calling the the, uh, the game a certain way the whole game then people expect a certain level of consistency they've grown accustomed to what gonna, they get away with gonna, see i don't the consistency stuff is going to change Depending it's, it's on the going, on the point of the game, you're it's saying it's going to change. Yeah. You know, so this is in your in your experience. You're saying that the refs will call it differently as the game progresses. Absolutely. Playing the game, playing football. Absolutely, they absolutely they will. I mean, if a guy is is holding and he's holding the entire game, they're eventually going to catch him. They're eventually going to catch him holding because you're going to let them know. Mike in Memphis. Good morning. morning. What's up? Yo, uh, the refs, first off, I'm going to say, Keith, we're going to get it out of this year. Fight on, baby. Uh, Well, that's the plan. uh, That ref, they they need to start investigating refs because that ref, I'm not going to say his name, but he did the Duke and Virginia game. He did the Memphis FAU game and now this game. But, uh, you know, these refs need to start getting investigated about something because if not, really the whole tournament has been trash as far as refereeing. So I don't know. They need to do something to get it together. Man, the referees, they coming down hard on the refs, huh? Coming the refs putting the, putting the little cheese on the little bed a couple times, huh? Hmm. Shay in Texas, you're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Good morning, fellas. Best show on TV. I was going to say, the first, you know, the, the first four quarters, they did good. At the end, I feel like they made the right decision because when you make a call like that, you got the whole world watching, and it's close wide to wide. I feel like when you putting hands on someone in the paint like that, and they driving, and he pretty much had an open lane because without him touching him, I guarantee you he could have made that floater. Yeah, that's that the- touch definitely made. 
uh, decision in the game. Yeah, that's the thing, Key. Open lane, that's the key. Because he was behind – the defender's behind him. To me, that's the whole shooting match. Like, if, if you, the same play happens but the defender's in defensive position and they want to swallow the whistle, okay, I get it because they've been calling the game a certain way. Not if the dude's behind him and now – what are you supposed to do at a certain point? It's blatant. Yeah, and he, and he probably could have made the floater. I mean, he probably right. would have dropped it, but he right. didn't. And then he probably, uh, you know – Put a little extra on it when he got when he realized, okay, I'm touched now. The ref see it, so let me just go ahead and go ahead and just do it and make it egregious to the point where they go. I'm gonna make them call it. Why would you not? Right? What do you have to lose by selling it? Glenn in West Virginia, you're on KJM ESPN Radio. Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. Hey, um, I kind of equate it to being I'm a I'm a baseball coach, um, and. If I've got a guy who an umpire who's not calling it an inch off the plate the entire game, if it comes down three two in the bottom of the seventh and you call that, that's you set a tone with the players on what's a strike and what's not a strike. You can't change it at a at a really important time in the game. Well, except it's not just that, right? I agree with you if it was just like a called strike, but there's more to it than that, because again, he wasn't in defensive position. So what would the analogy be? To a strike, get it. Greg Maddox used to get six inches well, they off do, the plate. They do it right? all the time in baseball. Those strike zone changes all the time. They, that's depending right. on the hitter, depending on the hitter, depending on the hitter's stance, all of that will the 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 ump behind the plate looks at all of that because how that posi- how a person is positioned will ultimately have the ump look at a strike zone differently. Hundred yeah, percent. But if I got are, a squatty guy who squatted down. If I got a guy who's straight up, if I got a guy who's turned slightly cocked, I mean, it just it just all depends on who the batter is. But there are like certain Greg Maddox I mentioned. I remember Levon Hernandez in the World Series. They were giving him easy six inches off the plate, and if suddenly they were calling that a ball, he'd be like, "Time out! You've been calling that a strike all game." That's why it's not a clean analogy. It's not the level of contact. It's the level of contact affecting the shot at the end of the game. When the defender wasn't in position, it's too much adding up there, right? Like, at a certain point. NFL win totals are out. Which teams are headed for a better season than you think, KJM? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Over or under? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We've been talking a lot about whether you want the refs to make the right call even if it decides the game. What are we talking about here? Of course I want them to make the right call. All right, anyway, NFL win totals. Nuno, are you doing the honors here? I, I am, I am. So our friends at Caesar Sportsbook dropped their over-unders last night. So, in Key, I'll start with you. The Jets over-under is set at 9.5. So 9.5 wins for the Jets this year with Aaron Rodgers. Over. Certainly over. That's one of the reasons that they're trying to acquire Aaron Rodgers so they can win more than nine games and get themselves into a a nice, strong playoff position to make a run at the Super Bowl, something that they haven't done in a long time. I mean, with Garrett Wilson, with Brees Hall, with the additions they picked up too, I mean, look, I I think the Jets are are ready to contend for a Super Bowl. I I would say over. But I also would say a lot depends on when Aaron Rodgers actually gets in town so he can build continuity with his teams. But I would say over. I would say over in the regular season, but let me just say, please, football gods, please, I don't ask you for much. The only thing I ask for is let this Rodgers trade go through and let the Giants get deeper in the playoffs than the Jets anyway. Please. Amen. Go ahead. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) All right. Let's go to Rodgers' former, soon-to-be former team. The Packers, their number is 7.5. So, key, over-under 7.5 wins for the Packers with Jordan Love. I think they're going to be over, slightly over. I don't know what that total will be, but they'll be over seven wins. I think Jordan Love is – a lot of people underestimate him because they haven't seen him. I think the staff will do a good enough job to keep him out of harm's way. They do have some young talent on the offensive side of the ball. They still got people in place. The defense is a lot stronger than they were a year ago. They got better at the end of the season. So I think they can win seven games in a so-so division. No, but it's seven and a half over. I mean, I'm sorry, o- so, over so eight games. seven and a half. So you're saying eight, eight games. games. Yeah. Eight and nine. Yeah. I'm going to say under. I, I just I, I think it's going to take a minute for Jordan Love to get his sea legs. And I, I think him building, as much as I'm rooting for Jordan Love to be successful in Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers being there, I think that first year from the small sample size I've seen thus far is going to be hard for him to really hit the ground running. I'm going under. I'm taking, you know. The Bears should be better. The Vikings are pretty good. The Lions are already decent, and they should be better. And the Packers should be worse. So I'm, I'm going under this. Uh, you know, like, I think 7.5 is the right number, and I would take the under. All right, let's go to Chicago. The Bears seven, is over under 7.5. So key, 7.5 wins over under for Chicago next year. I say under. I say under. I think I like Chicago. I like the excitement. I like what they've done, but I think they're they're building, as they like to say. They're I don't building. think they're there. I don't think they're there yet. I think that they still got a lot to prove, and they're going to be this team like the Lions, right? They're going to give you some stuff, and that's pretty much it. You're going to it's going to be exciting football in Chicago, but I think they're right under. 
Yeah, I would say they're probably right there or right under. I mean, I, I look at how Justin Fields had to carry the load so much last year. Still things left to be determined how they do in the draft. Um, they still got some quality pieces. I think they're on their way, the right trajectory. But I still think they're a marginal team when it's all said and done. Yeah, I'm going to take the under also. Like, the thing about the Giants, for example, who made a good turnaround, is Dable is special. We'll see if what Eberflus is. I don't think you're going to go from the worst record in football to eight wins in one season. We shall see, but I'll take the under. All right, next team, let's go to one of Jay's other favorite teams, the Miami Dolphins. Their over-under is nine and a half. So, key, nine and a half wins for the Dolphins next year. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say the Dolphins are over. I think if Tua can stay healthy, then I think they over. I, I, it's going to all depend on his health. They got a lot of great talent on the offensive side of the ball. We see they picked up Jalen Ramsey to pair him with Xavier Howard in the secondary. If those two guys could play at the levels that they played at in the past, this could be two, a tandem of the two best corners in the National Football League. Keep Tua healthy, and Miami's over. Obviously, I, I know there's always a, the challenge with Miami, you know, does it travel? Does it travel to cold weather environments? But I'm going to stick with over. Um, I just think if Tua is healthy, and that's a big if, that's the biggest question mark in this whole thing. But when he is healthy, they're one of the best teams in the National Football League, hands down. This is, I think that mainly this is why they make it hard. They got the number right again. That's I'd say easily over if Tua stays healthy. And I don't want to, you know, as the kids say, speak it into existence. But the fact that they let him back on the field with a, clearly a concussion and four days later another concussion, I don't trust the long-term availability. So I will take the under here. All right, we'll stay in the AFC East with the New England Patriots. Their win total is 7.5, so key. Over under 7.5 wins for that mighty New England Patriots. I think they're going to be over. I do. Uh, Bill O'Brien's going to add a lot to the offensive play calling. Think about it. Joe Judge and Matt Patricia trying to put an offense together. I'll say it again. I'll say it this way. Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Now you got a real play caller in Bill O'Brien, a guy who knows what to do. I think they're over. I do. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here. I'm really concerned on this one, though. I would say barely over just because I believe in Bill Belichick to get it done, even though I think where I am in that belief is starting to dwindle over time. Been around Max. Yeah, That's what happens, Key. Two years now, he's doing it to me daily. I would say probably barely over, but it's – it's going to be close, mate. Just because I'm not a believer, regardless of bringing back Bill O'Brien or not, not a believer in Mac Jones, Key. I'm not. I'm taking the over. I think, I like, Belichick's a good coach. I know he's a good coach. He can, get, he can make lemonade out of lemons. The problem is he shopped for the lemons. <laughs> he's the dude. He's the GM. But he can do more with less than a lot of guys. So I expect him to win, let's say, eight, nine games. I Barely don't expect over. him to go to the playoffs. I don't expect him to win a playoff game. But he won't be sorry. They'll be competitive. That's what he's been throughout his career without Tom Brady, a competitive <laughs> head coach who doesn't get to the playoffs so, or win playoff games. CQ, I, so, didn't take, I didn't take it that far. Max takes it super I'm, far. I, so far, I'm just describing reality. <sighs> this is season 10 without Brady as a, as a quarterback throughout Belichick's career. When you look at the record, he'll do okay, probably miss the playoffs, and if he makes it, probably not win a playoff game. So that's, hey, But I'll take over seven and hey, a half. Hey, Bill, can you come on the show? Please, Why bro, would he say town. no? I'm not being unfair. <laughs> look, 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 I'm describing Jay. the well, I'm out of town that day. <laughs> he might be the greatest coach who ever lived. That's saying a lot. I'm just saying it used to be 
for sure, and now it's it maybe be definitive for you. Yeah, but but he's and still. But not. but you might win that argument. So who is it? Who is the greatest coach? I, it might be Belichick. It may be Walsh. It may be Parcells. No, no, it may no, no, be Andy Reid. Not May. I'm asking you. I don't to know. I haven't one. thought. I haven't sat down. You should and think really about it. it. You should think. But about I would it. say maybe Could, Belichick has the best case, or at least he's the leader. Okay, I'm just saying. You've been saying you don't know for a while now because it didn't used to be an argument, and now it is. Well, you need you need to replace the greatest with argument with who yourself. Probably yes, he's me. arguing with yeah, himself. Probably yes. me. That's I did. What's I did arguing with yourself. I in did win a champion. I did win a Super Bowl in Madden once, simulating the season. It only took me three or four years simulating, but I did win. So one now he's saying there's no greatest of all time. That's what's happened. We no maybe longer have any greatest. Or maybe it's Belichick. I don't know. You think the goat coach could win a playoff game in ten years? Like, you know, second playoff. Who's game your greatest of all time? Maybe Belichick. Okay, maybe. So we came back. Maybe Parcells. KJM. Much more coming up. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.